Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Life Coach and Certified Grief Recovery Specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 26, How Music Can Help You. I'm super excited for this topic. Um, and it's actually a good thing because it's 1030 on Tuesday night right now. And I'm recording this just before I get it out to you on Wednesday morning, which is not the typical way that I like to do that. Um, but I've been traveling and I just got home. We were ex- expecting to be back sooner and we just got home tonight. So I, came straight to my office to record this for you because it's super important to me to be there with you every Wednesday morning. But I do love music. It's very powerful. I think music is super powerful. And I bet you can remember a time when music really affected your mood. It either lifted you or made you sad. Sometimes it's when we hear something that we associate with someone who is no longer with us. Sometimes it's just a commercial jingle. It seems like there used to be a lot more commercial jingles that were just super good and really stuck with you. And I asked on the Facebook page if there were any jingles that people remembered that they either remembered or was a favorite, something that stuck with them. And a couple people mentioned, it seems like McDonald's really came up. But first, Holly remembered, I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Dr. Pepper, drink Dr. Pepper. And and I'm going to have a hard time not singing these. And I assure you, you don't want me singing them. But And then she also mentioned the oldie but goodie, you deserve a break today, which was McDonald's. And the greatest commercial jingle of all times was the McDonald's jingle about two all beef patties. And Denise mentioned that one. It it goes two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. And she went on to say that she says, I don't know if it's if that's my favorite, but I, I uh, sang that jingle just yesterday and impressed my work friends. <laughs> so that's, that's fun. Uh, some other all time greats for, for jingles. Some of these are older. So you may or may not remember these. And one is like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Or I am stuck on Band Aid brand because Band Aid stuck on me. And the Toys R Us jingle, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And the Alka Seltzer jingle, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. And the Huggies, I'm a big kid now. But then there's the Kit Kat jingle. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. And Double Mint Gum. And Double Mint Gum, this was generally sung by a set of twins. So it's double your pre- your pleasure, double your fun with double mint gum. And a more recent one is the Fanta. Wanna Fanta, don't you wanna, wanna Fanta, don't you wanna. And you really have to hear that one to probably remember it. But it, it just shows you the power of, of music. And that's why advertisers use music to advertise their products because it's memorable. Because 
30, 40, 50 years later, people can still remember the jingle. They can remember the tune. They can remember the words. And so music is very powerful. So it's important to remember that when we use music. I want to go back a little bit and go back to that time when Carrie and David passed away. And as you may remember, Carrie and David died on Mother's Day in 2007. And on the first anniversary of the accident, I was dreading Mother's Day. My oldest daughter, Stephanie, was married at this point, and she and her sister, Kristen, were both off at college. And at this point, my like I said, my girls were off at college and it was just my husband and I and the two boys at home. So again, we had gone from eight at six kids and, you know, my husband and I to four of us at home. And the Friday night before Mother's Day, we had gone out with some friends and we came home rather late. It was probably 11 or maybe even later. And when we walked in the back door, to our house, we had left the, the boys were teenagers and they had, they've been left home. When we went out and when we came back home, we walked in the back door. And the first thing my husband noticed was these girls backpacks by the front door. And he immediately thought, well, we were trying to figure out who they belonged to, but he immediately thought these boys have girls over at the house and they're not supposed to. So he goes darting upstairs like I've never seen him go up the stairs so quickly. And he goes running up the stairs. He's like, what's going on? And he gets up there and it was our daughters. They had flown home. Kristen had flown home. Stephanie and her husband had all come home for that weekend. They wanted to be there. They wanted to be there for us. They wanted to be there on that first anniversary and to be together as a family. And at that moment, my grief was replaced with gratitude, gratitude for my family, gratitude for my girls that were so thoughtful that they spent a lot of time and money to come home to be there with us because they went to school. We were living in Texas and they were in school in Idaho. So they, they flew quite a distance to be there with us. And I had been dreading going to church that Sunday. Sometimes mothers dread Mother's Day on, uh, at church anyway, because the, the, they might feel guilt because maybe they didn't feel like they were the best mothers. But for me, it was all associated with this accident. And I was grateful that at that time that I was able to go to the church that Sunday. And instead of feeling the grief, of course there, there was sadness, but instead of feeling that strong grief, I felt so much love and gratitude for my family. Sometimes I imagine our soul like a bucket. And after my kids died, my bucket was full of grief and sorrow. And perhaps you felt the same way. And over time, with different thoughts and action, I was emptying that bucket of grief. And I was filling it with goodness, filling it with love and gratitude. And there's no shortcut, but there are longer routes. It's, it's actually common in our society to have been taught the idea that we should cover up emotional pain rather than confront it directly. And that's kind of what I want to talk about is like how we can use music to help us. In the three daily practices, the, the, the steps that I offer on the website that you can download, one of the stories I tell in there is this, the butterfly story. And the butterfly story is I, I 
was on a Facebook forum and a girl said that every time she saw a butterfly, it reminded her of her mother because her mother loved butterflies. And so she, every time she saw a butterfly, she would say, I love you, mom. And that was so beautiful to me because she had replaced the grief of seeing the butterfly with the love that she felt for her mother. And that doesn't happen overnight, but I do think it's possible. I do think that eventually we can get to that place where our memories are joyful, where our memories are happy memories. And it's not to say that we never feel sadness. I I never want to say that because certainly we feel sadness. We, We would want them here instead of, instead of gone. But but we can truly come to that place where we we see a picture, we see an object, we hear music, and we feel gratitude that they were in our life and that they are still in our life, even if they're not here. So how can music help us? Music benefits us in ways that are well-documented because emotion, emotion is energy in motion. And when we stop the motion of the energy, we can get in trouble and music helps us move energy in significant ways. And I, and that's why it's used in music. I mean, think about watching a movie without the soundtrack. It completely loses its appeal. It's almost weird to watch it. Well, it's not almost weird. It is weird. I, I found this quote from the Get Healthy, Stay Healthy website from an article entitled 10 Health Benefits of Music. And this quote says, while the effects of music on people are not fully understood, studies have shown that when you hear music to your liking, the brain actually releases a chemical called dopamine that has positive effects on mood. Music can make us feel strong emotions such as joy, sadness, or fear. Some will agree that it has the power to move us. According to some researchers, music may even have the power to improve our health and well-being. And that's what we want, isn't it? We want to be healthy. We want to have well-being. We want to have mental strength. And here's some of the things that they listed on their list of the benefits, the, the healthy benefits of music. It improves mood. It reduces stress, lessens anxiety improves exercise, improves memory, eases pain, provides comfort, and improves cognition. Unfortunately, a lot of the pop music now is very negative and not sending great messages. And I I know one speaker, in fact, that he'll pull up the top pop songs to see what his audience are going to be struggling with. That's an interesting perspective, isn't it? If you play an instrument, it can also be a source of enjoyment. Even if you don't, even if you don't play an instrument, singing along or drumming along can have similar effects. Music has healing properties. In fact, there's a whole discipline of music therapy. Music in music therapy, music is used to reduce pain and lessen stress. There was a study on patients that have persistent pain. And one of the co-authors of that study was music therapist Melanie Kwan. She's the president, or at the time of the study, I don't know if she still is, but the president of the Association for Music Therapy in Singapore. And this is what she said. 
Active music engagement allowed the patients to reconnect with the healthy parts of themselves, even in the face of debilitating condition or disease-related suffering. When their acute pain symptoms were relieved, patients were finally able to rest. There was another study, it's similar, a, a study done where they had two groups that were getting ready to undergo surgery. And in one group, they had them listen to music. And in the other, these, this was all to, to help them with their anxiety of the surgery. So the first group was listening to music and the other group was given drugs to handle their anxiety. And they found that those who listened to soothing music reported less anxiety and had less cortisol. Super interesting, isn't it? And, and that's one of the things that I like to do, especially in the evening. I like to listen to kind of meditation music and actually meditate in bed. I don't, I'm not sitting by my bed cross-legged or anything like that, but in my bed, I'll put my headphones on and I'll listen to really soothing music before I go to sleep. And it really helps me to relax. And I think, I think I shared this before. In fact, I may have even shared it last week, but after my divorce many years ago, what I would do is after I came home from work and I would get my kids to bed and I would listen to sad music. I would lay on the floor in front of the speakers and just listen to sad music, sad music like Bonnie Raitt's I Can't Make You Love Me. And that really did help me to acknowledge the pain that I was in, the sadness that I, that I had other Adele songs are, have a lot of, she has a lot of, um, melancholy music, like someone like you. Hello. When we were young, I love Adele music. I really do enjoy Adele music. Eric Clapton wrote the song tears in heaven after his four-year-old son died. And there are actually playlists that have been compiled specifically for mothers, for bereaved parents. I shouldn't say mothers who have lost children, but, but specifically for bereaved parents. And, and some of the songs on that playlist uh, include REM's Everybody Hurts. If you remember the lyrics to that, everybody cries and everybody hurts sometimes. Hold on. You're not alone. Take comfort from your friends. It's a beautiful message. Some of the other songs that I found that you might be familiar with is In the Arms of an Angel by Sarah McLaughlin, Let It Be by the Beatles, Lullaby by the Dixie Chicks, I Dreamed a Dream from La Miserable, it's a beautiful song, See You Again by Carrie Underwood, Just Breathe by Pearl Jam, Fix You, which is Coldplay, Chris Martin, and Blessings by Laura Story. I've mentioned before what a bad attitude I had as a kid. And I was, because of that, I was grounded a lot. And I would be sent to my room and I would go to my room and I would play my flute. My flute was in my room. And so I had my little music, my little metal music stand, and I had my music. And I had actually gone to the music store and bought some flute, uh, kind of popular solo pieces to play in addition to what we were playing in band. And so I, when I was sent to my room, I would go in my room and I'd play the flute and I am 
to this day grateful that my parents didn't restrict me from playing when I was in my room grounded. So that was a real relief to me. That was a way for me to handle my emotions um, after being sent to my room. And obviously, it was never a happy occasion when I was sent to my room. I've also used music to lift my mood just in general. Like in college, I remember I would always turn on music, upbeat music to, to clean the apartment. I've, I've done that several different times through the years, but I, I also have a playlist that I named inspiration and it's a list of upbeat, encouraging songs. And a lot of times I will listen to one or two or more, depending on the time I have. Of, of these songs in the morning. And one of my favorites right now is Lauren Dangle's song called You Say. And it's it's actually a Christian song. And it says, You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. And she's she's talking, she's talking to God. So um when you when she says you say, she's talking about God. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short, when I don't belong, oh, you say that I am yours, and I believe, oh, I believe, what you say of me, I believe. Such a beautiful message, such a beautiful song, and I I love the music because it's stirring, and it just really does lift my spirit to listen to that song. Another one is... Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine. And that's a a no brainer walking on sunshine and don't it feel good. But one of the others that I'm enjoying right now is the greatest showman's uh, Keela settle. This is me. And the words to that, that chorus, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out. Cause here I come and I'm marching on to the beat. I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. I love that message. And David Archuleta's, there's a couple of songs out there called Glorious, but the one that he's saying Glorious, oh, probably five years ago or so, the chorus goes, it's like a symphony, just keep listening, and pretty soon you'll start to figure out your part. Everyone plays a piece, and there are melodies in each one of us. Oh, it's glorious. And it just talks about how glorious we all are. So those are very upbeat. Those are great messages of inspiration. So I love to listen to those those songs. Lyrics and beat are important. So be mindful when you're choosing music to be, whether it's music that, that helps you to get those sad feelings out, or whether it's music to lift your spirit, or even music to dance to, to clean your house, <laughs> to get something done. Music can assist us in expressing our deep emotions. It can help us heal. It can soothe our soul and it can lift our spirit. I do think music is very powerful. So I I would invite you to think of ways that you can use music to help you this week. I'd also invite you to go to our Facebook page, Build a Life After Loss and like and follow there. I will list, I will actually post in the next couple of days, those playlists of these songs that I mentioned that there were, there were specific playlists and that might be something that you might be interested in, but I'll post that there. And also a reminder that I do offer a opportunity to talk, to speak with me. We'll talk about, you know, where you are now, where you want to be 
and, and what might help you to get there. And that's totally free to use. So if you go to the website, buildalifeafterloss.com and just go to work with Julie, or you can just email me at julie at buildalifeafterloss.com and we'll figure out a time to talk. I, I really, I love being here with you and I just want you to know how much I believe in you and how much I love you all. And I hope you have a wonderful week.